0: You know what it is. That's right. It's time to talk money with your money nerd and financial coach. Now, tighten those purse strings and open those ears. It's the Money Talk with Tiff podcast. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Money Talk with Tiff podcast. So today I have Florian Fitz on the line. Now, Florian is all the way from Austria, and he is the founder of Money Hero Academy, where he's teaching small business owners how to to build true wealth and financial freedom by working on their money mindset, money management, and money-making skills. So as a financial advisor, Florian realized during the last financial crisis in 2008 that the financial industry was only looking out for their own best interests and not that of of their clients. That's why he decided to get in the space and help people like me and you. So hey, Florian, thank you so much for coming on the show.
1: Hi, Tiffany, thank you so much for inviting me.
0: Thank you. So, before we jump into our conversation, I just wanted to shout out our sponsor real quick. So, this episode is sponsored by Jasmine Mortgage Team. Jasmine and her team are fire minded and loved by both real estate investors and first time home buyers. They help you get the mortgage that you need to buy your house, which we'll actually be talking about in this episode, (laughs) which is quite funny. Um, But you can find them at jasminemortgageteam.com. Again, that is jasminemortgageteam.com. And I love Jasmine Mortgage Team because because they help people get the right loan so they are very honest they're very open and they will tell you when you cannot afford something <laughs> which I think is a good practice so definitely check them out all right so thank you so much Florian so let's just hop right in right so before we jumped on we had a brief conversation about how things are the same and different between the US and Austria now I just wanted to to let the audience in on some of these things because I thought, you know, you all are doing it the right way, (laughs) we're doing it the wrong way. So let's just talk about credit in general. So how does credit work over in Austria?
1: Yeah, I wouldn't say we're doing it right, you're doing it wrong. There's lots of things I wish we had that you do, but (laughs) let's start with uh, what we were talking about, Uh, how we do it. It's, It's really pretty difficult to get credit here. Or um, you have a credit card, but you can't uh, like have five credit. You can have five credit cards, but they will always take the money at the end of the month. So actually, it's a loan only for a month. You can't Mm -hmm. uh, grow your credit card debt every month and uh, get more and more and more, and then you transfer it to the next card uh, because that one is maxed out. That just doesn't work because they're. they will—they're coming and taking it from you. <laughs> uh, so you lose the card pretty quickly if you're—if you're not paying. Uh, so that's about uh, credit. Uh, then about mortgages. Uh, yeah, they also—they don't assume that your house will go up in—in in price. They just see check your income, and if you can afford that mortgage with your income, then they'll be happy uh, and give you a loan. And if you don't, they won't. <laughs> They don't say, oh, that doesn't matter. Your house will go up in price and we can just take the house. They don't want your house. They want the money. (laughs) So it's a lot harder to to get a mortgage. And and that's something that I would actually like at least a mix between your system and ours. Mm -hmm. Because if I want to invest in real estate, how do I buy a second house if I have to secure it with my income?
0: This is true. Wow. So, yeah. So just to back up a little bit. um, So credit is not as easy to get as over here. And also they just snatch your money. So <laughs> there's no like running up your credit card bills, which I think is a great thing that we should have over here. Not the snatching the money part, but that you can't, you know, run it up so much to where you're just drowning in debt. Because I know in America, that's one of the things, credit card debt is one of the top debts that we have um, because it's so easy to get a card and then it's so easy to run it up and even run it over your available balance. And there's no, like, they don't just snatch the money out. So there's no constraint there. Um, you have to have like your own constraint mechanisms in order not to use it. So I think that that's kind of a good idea um, to not give people access to so much. No. Knowing that they probably won't be able to pay it and then with the mortgages you're right I don't know because I would love to invest in real estate so there people aren't really able to do real estate unless they have the money to just buy it outright is that right
1: Uh, well yes Uh, either you start a company and a real estate company and you prove to the banks that you know what you're doing and uh, then slowly build it up. To, um, but if you like, privately just say, hey, I want to buy a second apartment to rent it out, they're not gonna ask, okay, how much rent are you gonna get? Uh, no, no, how much is your income? Can you afford that if it's not rented out? Uh, so yes, it's a lot more difficult uh, to do it here. And the next thing is the returns on real estate real, uh, investments in, in Vienna are like 1%, maybe 2 so why bother? Um, that's true. If you that's apartments, true. there's there's no returns because the rents are relatively low and the buying price is relatively high. Mm. So gotcha. I wouldn't invest in an apartment in Vienna, and even uh, renting it out with Airbnb is basically forbidden in Vienna uh, because everybody living in the house has to agree that you rent out your apartment to Airbnb, which probably won't happen.
0: Oh, ah, interesting. So how it's set up is like if you live in an apartment, everybody in the building has to say, OK, you can rent this out. Yeah. Otherwise, there's no way to do it. Yeah, rent
1: it out on a like daily basis, like with Airbnb mm-hmm. or something similar. If you rent it out to somebody living there all the time, that's OK.
0: But Interesting. And I would think, um, being that Austria, you know, is it a popular tourist destination? I know I want to go. but Well,
1: <laughs> yes. Vienna has won the city with highest quality of living in the world for 11 years in a row. So yes, it is a good place to see and be. <laughs>
0: interesting and see maybe that's why um like the airbnb and you know all that stuff it gets shot down because investors are probably come in and just buy everything up. <laughs> yeah actually uh especially in the city center
1: uh lots of foreign millionaires mainly russians by the way <laughs> have uh, parked a lot of money so there's lots of luxury apartments just being empty and uh, driving prices up because somebody's parking his millions there
0: Ah, I see. Interesting. So let's switch gears a little bit because, you know, I was thinking about all the debt that we have here. So we covered credit cards. Yeah, what you we do in credit card
1: is uh, overdraft. People overdraft their bank accounts, but you can't get as much mm-hmm. as with the credit cards because you have one, maybe two bank accounts and you'll get a thousand or maybe two and then that's it. So that's,
0: gotcha. that's our yeah.
1: credit card debt equivalent. <laughs>
0: Gotcha. Okay, because we do have overdraft here, too, which um, the government is actually last I read, they're actually um, going after like the big banks and stuff with the overdraft fees, because here, you know, if you go over like 10 cent, let's say they'll charge you $35 or whatever their fee is on top of that. And so, um, you know. People have been saying for years that it's just egregious, like it's just overkill. Um, So now the last I read, the government is starting to put their foot down and telling them that they can't do so much, um, which I think would be a good move. But, you know, I guess the goal is really to stay out of overdraft, period. But, you know, sometimes if it's 10 cent and you're charging me 35, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, So anyway, We covered credit. We covered overdraft. Now we covered mortgages. We were another popular debt here is student loan debt. So of course, I had to ask the question, do you all struggle with the same thing?
1: Yeah. No, we don't because studying is basically free here. Uh, You go to university and you're paying like 300 um, as for the semester. So 600 a year. That's it. So you don't really need a loan to study uh, unless you want to, I don't know, live in a fancy apartment while doing that. (laughs) But studying doesn't cost that much. Uh, Yeah. And so you don't need a loan. And the next thing is the bank wouldn't give you a loan because you can't prove an income. It might give a loan to your parents, but it won't give a loan to you as a student. (laughs)
0: Which makes perfect sense. And, you know, when you were explaining that before we got on and hit record, you know, you made a really good point. You were like, the banks aren't going to say, oh, well, how much are you going to make in the future? No, they're just not going to give it to you. (laughs) Um, It's not. As I
1: said, even in in real estate, if you come with a project, I want to buy this apartment. They are not interested in how much rent you're going to get. They want to see your income now if you want to start a business and you have the perfect business plan and maybe even clients lined up, right? Uh, If you say, I'm gonna make this and this much money, then no, well, we want to see your income now and your securities now. So why would they give money to a student who says, I'm studying, I don't know, uh, English literature and (laughs) I'm gonna make so much money in the future. No, we want your income now. So uh, you yeah, you wouldn't it... get that loan and but the lucky lucky part is we don't need it
0: Right. And it makes so much sense, (laughs) Um, especially having the education at such a low cost. Um, But then also, you know, who knows what's going to happen in the future? And it's kind of a good thing that you all's banks are like, we don't care about the future. We care about the right now. Like, am I going to get the money right now? Um, So I thought that was really cool. Now, being that even though you don't have the same types of debt that we have, um, Austrians still have debt, um, which you said, you know, is the overdrafts and, you know, it looks like other things. So I assume that's why you decided to start helping people, right? Um, well, actually, yes and
1: no. <laughs> yes and no. I started as a financial advisor like 19 years ago and... I was, yeah, working with uh, the largest financial advisory company in the German-speaking area at that time. And we had a lot of fun and I learned a lot and um, made good money. But then I found, uh, especially during the crisis then in uh, 2008, that I didn't really like what the financial industry was doing with their clients, meaning clients take all the risk and pay all the fees. And the banks and um, investment companies, they take all the money. And in 2008, when everything crashed, uh, the clients were still paying their fees, although they lost like 20 to 80% of their money, they were still paying fees. I thought, uh, there has to be a better way to create wealth than to believe bankers and financial advisors who sell you expensive products. And that's when I started learning, (laughs) traveling the world to learn from some of the best trainers like Kiyosaki and TRF Ecker and some investment fund managers on how to actually create wealth. So mm-hmm. I was actually focused more on that side, um, how you can grow your money than how to get in or out of debt, until I tested it myself, <laughs> how it feels to be in debt, <laughs> uh, because everything was running fine, so I had too much time, and uh, if everything's running good, some people, some of us have the tendency to sabotage ourselves, right? Uh, by now, I know I'm not the only one. I keep asking people so, to make sure. <laughs> so I did that. Had a, started another business with a business partner who bankrupted that business while I was not taking care of it enough. And suddenly, I had half a million dollars in debt myself. So now, it's uh, added to my goals. What I want to achieve with teaching money is helping people, first of all, avoid a situation like that. Or if they already are in debt, how to get out of it and uh, still create wealth and uh, financial independence.
0: Yeah, it seems like I've been saying that a lot here lately, like it doesn't matter how deep... (laughs) <laughs> or how dire the situation is, there's always a way out of it. So being that, you know, I half a million, that's a ton of money, but you're still sitting there like, okay, I can do this. Let me go ahead and build out a plan. And not only can I do it, but while I'm doing it, I can also help other people do the same thing. And I think that's phenomenal. Um, and especially looking at um, that big of a hill to climb. So, I want to stay on that for a little bit, because I think, you know, when you say half a million, people are probably like, whoa, like <laughs> what do you plan to do? So what are some strategies that you're going to implement you, or you have implemented in your situation that could help people that are looking at, you know, yeah. big well, amounts in, as well? In my
1: case, with, with half a million, which is really a lot. And I didn't feel very responsible for that debt because I, I hadn't done anything with that money. <laughs> So, um, I Mm -hmm. decided to go bankrupt uh, and uh, defaulted on most of it. So, I'm actually paying only 18% of it, Mm -hmm. uh, which is like 60,000, something like that. So, that's what I'm actually really paying. Mm -hmm. And then, after deciding that I want to do that, it's not really a good decision, personally. I think if, if it's a little less than half a million and you can cover it or find a, make a plan to cover it without doing that, and I think that's better uh, to make payment plans and organize that mm-hmm. somehow. But yeah, half a million in that case for me it seemed too much. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. And, okay, what I did then after doing that, and knowing okay, now how am I going to pay that? Many people or advisors say, okay, first you got to get out of debt and then you can start making your uh, safety fund, and then you start investing. And that's totally wrong in my opinion. You gotta keep some money for yourself right from the beginning. So from everything you make, okay, you have to pay a lot of debt, <clears throat> but you always have to keep something for yourself and make that work for you. Take some money, invest it, learn how to invest so you don't have 0.1% returns, but 20% or Or more. <laughs> And I did that. I took like mm-hmm. the thousand dollars that I could find somewhere and I invested them and I created, an in, um, yeah, grew that, created an investment income and today I'm paying my debt out of investment income. Now, if you don't start investing, you only pay off your debt. You have to do it with hard work and that's not as much fun as having your money work for you and pay it for you. So <laughs> I always recommend do both at the same time keep some a little amount for yourself and make that work because yeah we learn you have to work hard for money right that's everybody got that in your head go to school get a job work hard pay taxes yeah but how many of those hard-working people do you know that are rich yeah, most of them are broke right <laughs>
0: This is true. And you know, my, my late grandpa, um, he used to always say, make sure you pay yourself first. And that's what I'm hearing from you too. make sure you pay yourself first, even if you have, you know, whatever bills you have, make sure a portion of that comes to you. And that's exactly what you're saying right now. um, And investing. So even though you were looking at a big hill to climb, you were like, you know, what? I'm gonna still pay myself first. And now that money is helping you pay down that debt. So, I think that's a good story to tell people and um, give them some hope and <laughs> give them some help in getting through this type of thing because um, it's not easy. It's not easy at all. Um, and to have a strategy, and especially a strategy where your money's working for you, I think that's a phenomenal idea.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's um, so much more fun having your money work for you. <laughs> and looking at it growing and of course you have to spend a little time on education learn how to actually invest money otherwise uh you'll just lose it and that's not fun <laughs> so uh and today with inflation by 10 percent, actually if you don't make at least 10 percent returns you're you're losing money every day um so actually now everybody has to learn how to invest
0: Yeah, pretty much. Um, And I don't know how you all's market is doing over there, but I know here we're kind of tanking at this point um, as far as our stocks and stuff are concerned. So how is it looking over there? Well,
1: the European stock markets are tanking a little more than yours. But Mm, personally, I actually invest more in the U.S. stock market than in Europeans because it's more liquid. It's just more interesting. So uh, the Austrian (laughs) stock market... It does exist, but I wouldn't put my money there. <laughs> I actually know a story from a, a large Austrian brewery and uh, a client of a colleague had a large share of stocks of that brewery. The problem was nobody was buying or selling these stocks. 50% were in the uh, owned by the family that founded that brewery. And... That client inherited a large part, and he just couldn't sell it. Nobody wanted it. You can't. And why would I invest in a stock exchange if that's not liquid? So it doesn't make any sense. Germany, of course, is, is a lot better. Right. But still, um, yeah, if it's easy. With the Internet and online brokers, it's so easy to invest in the U.S. stock exchange. So I do that
0: gotcha gotcha well that is very interesting it was good to hear about what happens on the other side of the world um (laughs) as it relates to debt and credit and trading and things like that i think it's just very very interesting i think my audience would enjoy that now if they were interested in learning more about you or how to get in contact with you where would they be able to find you well
1: um the best place probably uh, especially if they want to get a lot of free tools tips tricks techniques is my facebook group Uh, which is called Money Hero. And there I I share a lot of um, really good uh, and helpful stuff. Then, of course, on my page, moneyheroacademy.com, there who can find a little bit of information about me as well.
0: Awesome. Awesome. And we'll make sure that we have both of those links in the show notes. So if you didn't catch that, definitely check out the show notes and we'll have that all there for you. Um, So you can click, click, click and follow Florian and see what else he has going on. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. And I appreciate you staying up this late for me. (laughs) Thank you
1: very much for inviting me. It's been great chatting with you, Tiffany. All
0: right. Bye.